Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Today, I am just so grateful to have you here with me. Um, I really love our opportunity to get together and really just kind of share heart to heart, soul to soul, um, whatever your personal beliefs may be. I think that there's an opportunity here each week for us to really be able to grow together, to share some things with you that um, I've learned over the last weeks, months, years, decades, whatever, um, you know, and also sometimes share with you some best selling authors that are sharing the insights of their life and the things that they've gone through. Um, I just, I woke up this morning as I was getting ready to think about um, recording today's episode and I really felt strongly that there was just a message, a message of hope, a message of encouragement that I wanted to bring to you. Um, for those of you that are listening live, a couple of days ago was Easter Sunday, um, you know, and it's it's a huge, uh, it's a huge holiday, regardless of, again, your personal religious belief, it, it you know, it's pretty major in, you know, most all over the world, the day that is Easter and the celebration of that, and uh, in reflecting on it, and you know, hey, as I always tell people, hey, we warn you right up front, third generation minister, so some of this stuff's going to pop out on me, but I want to let you know up front, I'm not really wanting to preach a sermon to you today about Easter or anything like that. I want to bring some general concepts that the Easter Sunday celebration sparked in me. Um, and I really want to talk to you about that whole concept of celebrating life, of um, you know, of really being in a place where you can transform, where you can go from the you that you were to the you that you always could have been. Um, you know, and it's important for us to realize that uh, the amazingly powerful individual that you are is inside of you. It's not going to come from outside. There isn't somebody who's going to walk by you someday, bop you on the head, and, um, you know, like Bippity Boppity Boo from uh, Cinderella, those of you that have kids or remember that from when you were a child. Um, you know, in the end, it's more like the end of, um, you know, The Wizard of Oz, where she goes on this incredible journey only to find out that she had the ability to go home at any time. It was right there with her all along. Sometimes we go through journeys in life that um, the only way out is through. And, uh, you know, you hear cliches like that and you're like, wow, I just don't know if I really want to go through this thing. And I get that. I get that totally. But today I really want to focus on the celebration aspect of transformation. 
um, you know, it's really difficult for us to really transform into that person that we're meant to be. That person, like he said, that's already inside of us, that's just ready to explode out of us. It's very difficult to do that um, and be down on ourselves and negative and sad and, and all that kind of stuff at the same time. It just, it's hard to be of that dual mindset where you um, are living negative and expecting positive things to just somehow magically pop up in your life. And I know that's, you know, that's tough in all of our lives. It's not just for, you know, you that are listening or just for me as I'm speaking it and and sharing openly that, I, you know, I struggle with that. There are days when it just seems like too much. Uh, you look back over the course of your life and the stock that you take in your life um, you end up, uh, you know, you kind of have the scale. It feels balanced to the negative. And, uh, you know, there are other days when you don't feel that way, but there are times when you're feeling down. And the thing about it is, is that we really have to understand that within the core of us is this magical transformational creature this essence of a world changer that's inside of us. And it's all of those things that are on the outside of us, those things that we allow into our lives as influences, the thoughts that we have especially, that are holding down that powerful transformation that's within us. Um, I love a... I love a uh, an exercise that they do at Motivating the Teen Spirit. Uh, those of you that aren't familiar, I would strongly suggest look up MotivatingTheTeenSpirit.com. Um, you know, it was uh, developed by Lisa Nichols. Um, it is a really life preparation course for teens, um, and they do it all over the country. Uh, many of you probably heard Tia Ross when she was here on our show. Um, in fact, she's been on a couple of times now. And uh, Tia Ross is kind of the head of that department. She's the master facilitator for motivating the teen spirit. A great thing. You know, your kids, whether they be uh, pre-adolescent all the way through adolescent and even young adult, um, it's a great tool for them to really show up as the best version of themselves in the world. And there's this great... Uh, you know, like I said, exercise that they do during the middle of, part of that weekend. It's a whole weekend uh, thing that they do with the kids. And uh, they talk about, they use Coca-Cola um, as the basis for this. And they do that because some of you may remember at one point Coca-Cola's sponsor, uh, their tagline was, it's the real thing. And they use that as an example of uh, the real you, the core of who you are. And so we start off with, uh, you know, giving examples of the typical child and how they show up in the world. And I'm talking little kids, you know, the, the two-ish year olds, you know, and, and yes, precocious may be in there, but happy and giddy and playful and, 
um, you know, all of those kind of things. There are not a whole lot of really negative aspects of a small child. Um, and that's because all of those other things are things that we put on them. And by we, I mean society. Um, you know, as parents, all of us that our children are grown now, we could sit down and talk to you for hours about all the things we know we messed up on. Um, and hopefully for hours about the things that we really feel like we did right too. Um, but it's all those things. And so they take and they pour Coca-Cola into, um, into a jar and, you know, so you can see it. And, and that that's the real part of you. That's the core of who you are. And then the world comes in, like you said, parents and the mistakes we make as parents, um, you know, and society and all of the things that we pour in on top of that precious little soul that basically just is wanting to be happy and giddy. You know, they, they spring out of bed. Think about it. You know, little children, little tiny ones, you know, they have this ability to wake up at like five o'clock in the morning, happy, giddy, smiling, just ready and excited to take on the day. You know, later on in life, we get that, oh man, it's morning, you know? <laughs> and we build that into ourselves. Small children don't have that. They just, they're so excited for the next day. And so all those things come in and we pour them on there. And that is very much like oil. And they do actually pour the oil in on top of it. And uh, the oil floats on top of the Coke. And so then from there on, the only thing often that the world sees is the oil. They see what people have poured onto the real part of us. Um, and so we try to do things to try to spritz it up. And we take and we put, and, and they're doing all this, you know, they're showing the teens this, you know, the oil on top of the Coke. And then we put glitter in and it makes the oil try to look all sparkly and stuff. It's not really the truth of who we are. It's just sparkly. Just something to kind of try to mask all that oil. And for some of us, you know, the oil may be thinner than others who have had, you know, extreme abuses that have happened in their life that make it impossible or nearly impossible many days to access that real thing below that extremity of oil in their life. Um, and some of them have learned how to pour giant amounts of glitter to make themselves and or make the world think that they're bright and shiny, but when they really know that they don't feel it and that they can't even get down into the real core of that happy, giddy child that they were inside. And what they show the, the teens at the end, and this is the really most powerful part of it, is they show them that the only really way to get rid of that oil is to pour in more of the real thing. And they pour in more and more and more Coke. And as the level rises, because the Coke sinks below the oil, um, eventually the oil comes up to the top and it spills off. And that's really what transformation is like in our lives, is by pouring in more and more and more of the real thing, of who we truly are. 
by really getting back to the core of celebration, which remember is what I said I want to talk about today. Learning how to celebrate the coming of the dawn, the beginning of the next day, the ability that I just took this last breath. That is how we build more and more and more and spill off the oil that the world has put on us. It's a great example, isn't it? Um, like I said, I encourage you, check out Motivating the Teen Spirit, uh, motivatingtheteenspirit.com. Um, there's seminars happening uh, several times throughout the course of the year. Uh, Kathy and I are sponsors for it, and we absolutely strongly encourage you. We've had Maya go probably three or four times now, and now she even volunteers. Um, and her boyfriend, Jelani Nichols, is one of the master facilitators there. Um, and uh, it is really totally worth it. Um, and I want you to think about, think back to that time when you were little and you were happy, when you knew how to celebrate life. You may have to go way back. It may be just a faint trace of a memory, but it's in there. So during this commercial break, I encourage you, think about that. Because that is going to be the core of what we talk about today. As we try to make that needlepoint shift and move just a little bit closer to living as a thriving entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because... It serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. As today we celebrate, we build on what I know some of you on Sunday, on Easter Sunday, um, you know, spent time doing, and that's really celebrating life, celebrating transformation. And we want to help you in that personal transformation state as we celebrate the most important person in this world, and that's you. Every single one of you listening, you see, that person that you are, and this isn't about conceit. Um, it's been a while since I've quoted this, but people need to understand, true humility is a right perspective of oneself. Meaning that your acknowledgement of the things that you do well is actually you being humble to 
pr- uh, you know, set it off and be like, ah, it's no big deal, or oh, everybody can do that. Those kind of things, those are false humility. Um, they're often born out of uh, issues that all of us deal with, uh, with our self-esteem. And that trying to reduce, um, diminish who we are as people to be able to um, not deal with the compliment that came our way or make others around us feel better or those kind of things, um, those are actually um, not healthy. Um, and they're not humility. I, I think a lot of times when we think of humility, we have been trained to believe in this concept of somebody who is flogging themselves, you know? Um, I don't know if you've ever seen those things on the news, you know, where people are like beating themselves and chanting or whatever, you know? But that's not truly being humble. It's a matter of showing up in the world fully confident and aware of who you are. And for all of us, a lot of times we struggle with who that is. Um, It's so easy to fall into the trap of not being aware of who we are or having diminished who we are so much that we're not really aware of who we are at our core. And so I want to spend some time today really talking to you and uh, investigating who are you? It's an interesting question, isn't it? Because in order for us to celebrate life and to truly transform, we have to know at our core who we are. Who are you at your core? Who is that deep inside of you amazing person that's ready, willing, and able to come out. You see, a lot of times we look at our own giftings, and that's that's stepping ahead and saying that you have acknowledged that it is a gifting in you. And we'll get back to that in a minute. But we look at our own giftings, and we, uh, we poo-poo them. We're like, yeah, that's no big deal. Everybody knows how to you know, clean house. Everybody knows how to do dishes. Um, Everybody knows how to raise their children to be productive members of society. We we say those kind of things. We um, start from an assumption that that thing that we're really good at is no big deal. That everybody else can do it too. And that nobody out there could possibly be struggling with that. We find this a lot of times as Kathy and I are working with with new authors on their first book, you know, is, is that they have this amazing, powerful message to share. Um, and they ask us, do you think anybody would, would read that? Do you think it's worth putting out there? Um, is it okay if I do that? You know, would, would that be all right? You know, and... and you know, and it's so important, it's so impactful, it's so needed. Um, and and a lot of times, all of us, myself included, we diminish, we have hidden away from or rationalized, oh, that's a scary one, rationalized away 
that that's powerful, that that's important. We use this horribly limiting word, just. Well, that's just. Have you ever said that about yourself? Yeah, I'm good at it, but it's just no big deal. No big deal. There's a phrase that I wish we could remove from the English language because it's a huge deal. It may not be a big deal for you. You may do it with grace and ease and be so amazing at it that, oh my gosh, you know, it just, people look back, but that's what we don't see is we don't see the people who look back in awe at what we're doing because they could never do it. Um, I remember as a kid growing up, my grandmother, my, my dad's mom, um, she crocheted like all the time. Um, I She crocheted so much, I actually had a mental picture of a grandmother being somebody who, um, you know, sat in a chair all day long crocheting. You know, like that's just what, you know, like... Dad goes off to work, mom does whatever, and, you know, in my mom's case, she was a stay-at-home mom most of my young childhood, um, you know, and grandmothers, they they sit at their house and they crochet. They make doilies and they make, um, you know, uh, big, giant, crocheted, um, you know, blankets and stuff, and, and that's just what grandmas do, Right. Um, and I didn't know because I was a young child, I didn't know how few people actually, um, you know, were really good at crocheting. I even remember, um, I don't know, I was probably eight or 10 years old, you know, and, and I thought, oh, that's so amazing. I want to learn how to crochet, you know, and grandma would show me. And I, I think I maybe ever made... Uh, you know, a circle or a square, you know, maybe I made like a not real good uh, hot pad, you know, for putting a pot on, <laughs> um, you know, and it was, it was huge, you know, it probably took like three months to do or something, whereas my grandma would make, you know, squares of those things all day long, um, and yet when you would say something to her about how amazing that was, she was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's no big deal. Or, well, it's just, you know, what I do to pass the time. Doesn't that sound like your grandmother? Oh, well, it's just what I do. You know? (laughs) Um, And so rather than realizing uh, that there are people who pay money to learn how to crochet, that uh, pay large amount of money to get crocheted items for, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, have you ever seen the crocheted... Uh, cover for a Kleenex box. <laughs> Some of you are like, oh my gosh, what is that? You know, and others of you are like, oh, I totally remember my grandma had one of those. <laughs> um, you know, and people pay money for those kind of things. Um, but yet, we look at that skill that we have and we've diminished it so much that we don't have the ability anymore to uh, be humble, you know, having the right perspective of it 
and be able to say, you know what, yes, I've, uh, I've spent a lot of years doing this, and I'm very talented at that. And again, like you said, that's that's those of you who are at a place where you know what your gifting is. You've just spent so many years diminishing it that you're not giving it the uh, the recognition that it deserves. Um, now, there's a second group, and that's the people who are lost. They're searching. And what I found is, is that most of you that feel like you don't have that identified, that you're like, I don't really know what that gifting is in me. What I found is, is that in most cases, we actually do know that. We just simply um, have not learned how to be able to acknowledge our capability. And so because we all too often say, oh, well, that's no big deal, or we all too often have said, well, I'm not sure really what my talent is, we then, uh, you know, have gotten to a place where we truly have a mental block as to what our gifting is. Um, now, some some people I've met, um, I was blessed. I have, uh, you know, very encouraging parents, um, and they were always encouraging us to, to learn and grow and discover. But I, I know people who don't have that in their life, who their gifting was definitely pushed down, held down, held back. They were even flat out told, um, you know, they were no good. Um, and so they've bought into that, I have no gifts mentality. And I always feel bad for people like that. But in the end, you're gifting it comes out. It shows up because it's inside of you. It's the core of who you are. And it can't be held down, not even by the worst of parents. It's amazing to, to read stories. I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Story of It, um, um, about the person who was, you know, raised, they, they pretty much lived in a closet and their parents referred to them as It. Yeah, um, and, uh, you know, no name, no gender identification, none of those kind of things. And it's an amazing transformational story of seeing how they blossomed into, it's been a lot of years since I read it, but, you know, into an amazing individual. Um, you know, Helen Keller, uh, who, because she was blind and deaf, they believed there was no way she could ever speak and yet you know later on in life she you know was taught both how to sign as well as how to speak and you know there's a lot of those kind of things that in spite of the horrendous uh, situations in life that um, that a person really their gifting does come out you know in the case of Helen Keller the poetry that came from within that trapped, wonderful little girl that was locked inside of herself and yet, um, you know, learned to grow and blossom. And it came out, even though there were some very real things. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever done tapping. Um, I remember the first time I was introduced to it, um, I thought it was kind of weird. But um, I've really come to really appreciate it. And uh, without 
teaching tapping because I'm not an expert at it at all. But I always remember the concept of it starting off with the phrase, even though I, and then you identify that thing that you've been beating yourself up with. Now imagine if you said to yourself, even though I have, and then you identify that thing, I forgive myself. I release myself. I choose today happiness. I celebrate that even though I've been saying this message to myself, that I no longer have to live in that space because I am a talented, amazing, powerful individual and I celebrate me today. So even though you may not feel like you have any giftings or talents or that you know what they are, I want to be the one to say to you today that you do, that you are amazing, that you're incredibly talented and powerful. And even though you may not see it, it's there. You are talented. You are powerful. And the world does need you so that you can shine. Because as you live as a thriving entrepreneur, the rest of the world has the ability to thrive in what they do too. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. Today, I really do want to celebrate you. You know, I was talking early on in the show about thinking about some things, uh, you know, over the Easter holiday, and I really wanted to just pour into you some celebration. And so for this segment, that's basically what I want to do. I just really want to be the person in your life today then make sure that you don't get through today without knowing you're amazing. You are incredible. You are so talented, so unique, so wonderful. And I'm so glad that you're in this world. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate that you bring to our world 
the unique, powerful perspective that is you. That you are here today showing up as the amazing person you are. That you're choosing right now to step out, to step into your greatness, to transform from wherever you're at. And that's not to say that you might not be doing amazing things in the world, but I'm here to tell you that there is more because you are so awesome. You're so powerful. You're so talented. I want you to know that because it's true. Some of you, because you've trained yourself to not be good at accepting acknowledgement like this, you find your mind immediately going to, this person doesn't even know me. How do they know? How can they say a message to everybody and have it be directed specifically at me? This message must not be for me. But I want you to know, it's meant directly to you. That as you are listening, there isn't all the people in the world. There isn't the listening audience that the show has on any particular episode. This message is directly and specifically to you, for you, so that you can grow, so that you can show up in the world as nothing more than you. That's all you've got to be. It's so easy. Um, you know, there are things in life that, in the world, that are powerful, that they make a huge difference in the world. You know, the Mother Teresa's, the Mahatma Gandhi's, the Oprah's in the world. And when Oprah finally felt like it was time to stop doing her five-day-a-week weekly talk show. Not that she doesn't still do a whole bunch of really amazing things on the own network, but when she decided it was time for the Oprah show to come to a close, there was a void that still felt because there's no other Oprah out there. And often what we want to do I've heard many people say they want to be the next Oprah. They want to fill that void that Oprah left. And there's some very powerful things in that, but there's also some pitfalls in there. Because you see, Oprah did Oprah very well. Like her, love her, you know, even the people that don't, very few that I've ever met, but there are some. Oprah was good at being Oprah. And we don't need somebody doing their impression of Oprah. I've seen a few talk shows that, you know, didn't last very long that were people trying to be their impression of Oprah. I've seen some funny comedians do impressions of an episode of Oprah or those kind of things. But they're not Oprah. She did a good job of being genuinely, uniquely herself. 
of sharing herself with the world, her struggles and her victories. And she's got that covered. What you need to do is cover just as dynamically, just as powerfully, you. Because you're just as special. You're just as important. You're just as needed. And there is a space in the world that only you can fill. Your amazingness, your ability to transform yourself and the people around you. We love watching it. We celebrate with you those victories, big and small. You see, some of the things that we can celebrate today is that you got up. You're alive. When you inhale, air fills your lungs. You have the ability to breathe. Your heart is beating completely on its own because you're built, designed to be the amazing creature that you are that breathes without thinking about it. You know, in spite of the old joke of the, you know, the person with the headset on and when they hear it, it says, breathe in, breathe out. Nobody actually needs that. Even the ditziest, dizziest of us. We breathe. Our heart beats. We have senses and we touch the world with the senses that we have in a way that makes an impact. You see, you are changing the world with exactly what you do and exactly who you are. You're powerful. That thing that you do with grace and ease, it makes our world a better place. You've told yourself, well, it's just that it's no big deal. I'm here today to thank you for you being you. It is a big deal. It's amazingly powerful. It is something that has made our entire planet better because you exist. <coughs> I love and I talk about it all the time. T.D. Jake's statement that you were so important to the world that God brought together at an exact microsecond in time two people who created you. Their genetic material combined in an exactly perfect way to make you if it had been a millisecond earlier or later, different people, obviously, you wouldn't be you. You were a one in a billion lottery winner from the start. From all of the times that people didn't get pregnant, 
and all of the possibilities of people that could have been born out of the union of the two people who were your birth mother and your birth father, regardless of what kind of people they were, regardless of whether they were the most amazing, nurturing people in the world, or they were two people who got together in a moment and have never seen each other since. Maybe, like my beautiful wife Kathy, maybe those two people came together and as a result of that, you were born and placed out into the world available for adoption and somebody else adopted you and raised you and you never knew them at all. But you see, you were so important that God literally moved heaven and earth to make sure that you came into existence. The fact that you're here today, that you're listening, that's a miracle. There is no greater miracle on this planet than the fact that you exist of all of the random possible chances in all of the universe. You exist. You exist right here, right now, in this time, in this place. You weren't born a hundred years ago. You weren't born a hundred years from now. You live exactly in the city, state, country, part of the planet that you live in with the amazing, incredible giftings and talents that you have. And you're so special. You're so important. You're so much a part of the fabric of our world. You see, without you being you, just simply by you being you, the whole universe would be different. We see, we acknowledge people whose contributions to society have been noticed world round. But today, regardless of how renowned your accomplishments are, I see you. That mother who may be the biggest thing you'll do in your life is to raise your children to be great people. Billy Graham reached the whole world in his life. He was able to have sit down and have personal conversations with people like the Queen of England. But you know who had the biggest influence on his life? According to him, his mom. Just by being a mom, praying for him, nurturing him, raising him with a self-confidence, with a self-esteem, with the ability to move through the life that was meant for him to live and to show up powerfully, to change his little corner of the world because his mom showed up as the person she was. 
There is no difference. There is no great and no small. What you do is amazing, incredible, overwhelming. There's a German word. It's called Ausgezeichnet. It basically means awesome. And that's you. You're awesome. You're amazing. You do things that no one else has ever done, that no one else can do. You fulfill the destiny that was meant for you because you are uniquely brilliant. You are incredible, powerful, amazing, and special beyond measure. There is no way for us to take stock of how incredible you are. Your weight in gold, in diamonds, in all of the rarest and most precious jewels in the world would not compare to your true value. You are that pearl without price. That special, unique, one-of-a-kind diamond that's been polished to perfection. You've spent so many years looking at your inclusions and thinking that your flaws were limiting when in fact it's your flaws that make you so valuable, that allow you to be as priceless as you are. No painting, no piece of art, no gem, no precious metal, no multi-billion or trillion dollar business international conglomerate is more valuable than you. You are the unique, rare, wonderful, spectacular, special you. And today, I celebrate you. I want to thank you. Thank you for existing. Thank you for being you. And thank you for being committed to simply showing up on this planet and being you. I celebrate you. I celebrate both all that you've done and your transformation into doing even more greater things. Things above and beyond what you can ask or even think of right now. You are and you will do. I believe in you. You're wonderful. Thank you for being you. And thank you for showing up in this world as a thriving entrepreneur.
You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to A Thriving Entrepreneur today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for you. I hope that you took this whole entire episode and celebrated you, prepared yourself for the transformation that is your future, your next, the person that you're becoming. I celebrate you and I thank you so much for spending your time with us here today. Thank you. I appreciate you. I want to talk to you in this last episode, now, in this last segment, if you will, now about your book, about you sharing your message with the world. You've come to a certain place in your life, regardless of what age you are, how far you are, you have a message to share. My wonderful eight-year-old, I'm sorry, now nine-year-old granddaughter is an international best-selling author. She took the stories and is actually writing her second book now of her and her best friend and how they met each other is what her first book is about and about forming that friendship. And it's an amazing, cute little story. And regardless of your age, you have amazing, incredible things that you have available, that you are now able to bring to the world. Just share where you've come so far. What have you learned? What is that one thing that, to this point in your life, you learned in the world? Why is that important to know? What, if you could go back in time, and talk to a younger version of yourself. What do you know now that you didn't know then that you wish you could have? You know how hindsight's twenty twenty. You know how we always say it's like, if I only knew then what I know now, I would have. Well, now you have the ability to share that with somebody and let them know now what you wish you would have known back then. Help them avoid those pitfalls. Help them rise to a level that maybe their minds can't even conceive right now. But yet, as you look back with your wisdom, your experience, your life, you can see that potential and you can be like, oh, if you just step right here, 
here's a step up, and then here's the next step up. It doesn't have to be huge. It just has to be you. I encourage you. 80% of people surveyed, more than 80% of people surveyed actually, say that they want to write a book. Less than 5% ever do. That's sad. Because what that says is, is that almost everybody in the world knows and acknowledges that they have something that's of value. That they have a message that they'd like to share. And yet, such a small percentage of those ever do. And without that message that you can share about whatever that thing is that you have in life, that story, that journey, that thing you've been through, if you don't share it, who's going to? My wife, you know, I was talking earlier about the fact that she's adopted and she really enjoys now looking and finding information about her birth family. And her, I forget even how many times great-grandfather it is, was basically the original settler in Washington. And the thing about it is, is she looked back, the only information about him, even though he was, you know, a pretty big deal as far as, you know, like one of the first people to actually live in the state of Washington you know, well before it was the state of Washington, to help it settle that area. The only information about him are some articles that were written basically at the time of his death. Think of all the wisdom, all the insight, all the things that he must have known, that he had gone through. Trials, tribulations, exciting discoveries and adventures. And those kind of things are the kind of things that we need to share with our future generations or with the people right now. That message that you have inside of you, it's so powerful. It's so impactful. There is somebody waiting on it right now. And we have so many sexy excuses for why we don't do it. I'm too busy. Well, Kathy and I have developed a method so that you can get your book out. And the and it's so little work to you that some of our other people who have actually gone through others of our programs um, ha- have said to us that they didn't realize how much we do because we make it look so easy. And there's so little for them to do that they just assumed that the process was easy. Well, you don't have to know the process. We make it easy for you. We help save your time so that you can continue doing the things that you're doing in this world, but you can share with the people that you were meant to share with. For others, maybe your excuse is, I'm not good with grammar. I'm not good with English. We have an answer for that, too. For some of you, it's just simply a matter of procrastination. There's just a reason that you haven't started yet. And for you, I love what Kathy says often in her Facebook posts or in her Facebook lives. And that's, 
there was somebody who needed your message six months ago, maybe three or four or five years ago. And while that person has gone without the information that you could share, their life has been less. They've struggled with something that they could have been an overcomer with. If only your book was out there so that they could. Now, I, I'm not saying this after celebrating you this whole entire time to beat you up, but simply just to encourage you, now is the time. Five years from now, next week, there probably will be another book that you'll have to share from the things, the life experiences, the, the knowledge, the wisdom that you have increased and learned over the years since that first book came out. But now is the time to begin to share that first message, to share what you know so far with the world. So please come join us. I say it every week at bestsellersguild.com. It's our free Facebook group. Take that first step. I happen to know that if you're listening live, Kathy's going to do her Write Your Bestseller in One Hour workshop like in a week or so from now, and you can join it. It's a free workshop that will help you write your book in, in an hour. It works. It's powerful. It's effective. But the first thing you need to do is just join us, bestsellersguild.com, and begin to make the commitment that you're going to share your story with the world because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. Please know that Kathy and I are here for you. Kathy and I would love nothing more than to share in your journey to help you share your message with the world and to help you live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. We celebrate you. We thank you for being you. And until next time, I hope that you'll have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business. Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to WeHelp, 
youthrive.com. Check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.